You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. You're listening to Chirp Radio. My name is Ari Mejia. I'm sitting in the studio with Sarah Quillen from Desert Liminal. Sarah, you guys played a show at the Empty Bottle? We did, yes. How was it? It was wonderful. It was one of my most fun shows I've ever played. We just added a flute player, and everyone responded really well, and it was really fun. Yeah, it's The flute is reverbed out through a pedal chain, so it it talks to my keyboard and... I'm really excited about it. Whoa. What <laughs> does it mean it talks to your keyboard? It, well, they like the, it weaves with my keyboard, um, both like tonally and rhythmically. Wow, that sounds beautiful. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it was like a fun surprise. So you're two piece, but you weren't always a two piece. It was you for a while. Yeah, it's sort of my songwriting project. And I started playing out um, with a drum machine. I started writing a little over two years ago, and then I started playing out exactly one year ago at Pinky Swear. Shelby booked my first show, and then Rob started playing drums uh, with me in August of last year. It's more fun, and I think uh, there's more texture with the live drums because Rob can respond and play different parts instead of just having the rote beat the entire time. It started just by me purchasing a loop pedal because I was interested in learning how to use them and I had seen other people play out by themselves with a looper. So I think that's why there are many layers because I will create a sample and then store it in the looper and then play over it with the keyboard. That keyboard that I play on is a Cassiotone CT310 and it was my dad's. I've had it for my like entire adult life, just played in my bedroom. You're like, I don't know, DIYing it with your sweet baby Casio that clearly like you've had your whole life. Yeah, it was a total, I never expect, like I just never expected to get really, I didn't think I had the technical musicianship to play just like play out like uh, my songs are really simple um i can riff on the piano but i ha- i'm not a classical musician or you know i haven't been playing since i was in high school or anything but i just got really into pedals <laughs> <laughs> but you have a little yeah. bit you have a little bit of background or would you say you're mostly self-taught um so i was taught just through lessons through school band on clarinet and piano when i was really young and then i quit because it wasn't cool to be in band or fun um <laughs> and then i taught myself the drums through YouTube videos when I was 25. Very cool. <laughs> I love that. The most common thing that people say um, after the show who don't know me are, your keyboard sounds like a guitar. <laughs> like it's like a com- you know, it's like this high compliment that the keyboard sounds like a guitar. So it's like, um, and I'll turn the fuzz on and off during songs for texture. The reverb delay is the main. Uh, cornerstone yeah Yeah. (laughs) sounds like it gives you a lot of agency like playing using pedals and getting to just really like have this keyboard but it goes all these different directions
Why did you name your band Desert Liminal? What does Liminal mean? Liminal can refer to an, uh, like an actual physiological state, like a threshold between two states. There's also a section of sociology that studies like liminality, um, the space between the living and the dead. That's really interesting to me. I wanted to use that word. I think it's a pretty word, and I'm sensitive to um, language. Like I like certain words a lot, and other others. And then I wanted to add another word to the front of it and I was reading um, Jean Baudrillard's America a lot and it has these really beautiful descriptions of the desert and like arid lands and what the desert can mean like phenomenologically. You know, I think a lot about threshold states between when you're all right and not all right. A lot of the songwriting uh, speaks to my experience being close to people who battle with addiction. And I think a lot about the threshold between when you are in control of your life and when you lose it, the threshold between grieving and being recovered. So, you know, life and death, just really deep, dark uh, things in my songs that then I <laughs> go and play out at the empty bottle. So. <laughs> my favorite themes. Deep yeah, and dark. some just real heavy stuff. Um, not all of them, but. Those are, you know, just important, you know, real big, heavy life themes that run through the project. Do you think that as it's cathartic to you, is that something that you're hoping that the listener experiences as well? What kind of experience do you feel like you're working to provide? I have been comforted throughout my entire life by other people's sad music. So just at baseline, if anyone can get that from my music, I really love uh, wordplay and poetry. So I think that a lot of musical projects don't focus on lyricism, but I do. So if other people are, you know, enjoy that as I have throughout my life, then if I can give it back to anybody, that would also be really good. Um, I have had a hard time deeply connecting with people who don't understand depression or grief. So I feel like if I can just sort of be a detached kindred spirit experiencing those things to anybody who's listening or if they just like the way that it sounds You're a writer, you are the editor of a magazine, you're getting a PhD. So do you feel like the other facets of your interests in life, where does science overlap? Fields is a biannual arts and literature journal that was started by my best friend, Sean Redmond. And um, it's just a really pretty um, sort of like niche object, like the Paris Review or something that's independently um, produced. And I usually write a artist profile about another Chicago artist for fields. So I'm in a PhD program and I'm there. I work in a biology laboratory and I'm there all day and it's really fun. People often ask me if my songs are about science. They're not. <laughs> I I don't think that they necessarily intersect, but I do love both of them as like, you know, daily human activities that keep me, you know, getting out of bed and excited. And it's nice that I think they're both pretty 
personal songwriting and science. Like uh, science is very difficult. A lot of the times your ideas don't come to fruition or the experiments that you're trying to do don't technically work for some reason. And if that were all that I was hanging my hat and my ego on, it would be pretty hard. So it's nice to have the balance of maybe one is going all right and the other ones, you know, play a bad show, but the experiment worked. Experiment didn't work, but played a good show. Like, it's nice to have two things that I like. My favorite song from the tape is just concatenated, and it refers to, you know, small pieces of DNA that are attached and then um, uh, replicated together, but also just means, you know, a larger portion of connected pieces. So I used that. And I was like, I obviously learned that in <laughs> in school. <laughs> I love that. But I would like to believe that making stuff is towards a healing aim, which sounds like a lot of what your work is. Indeed. Yeah. And I think it's just like, well, we're only alive for a little while. I love making things. It makes me happy. And I love other people that make things and knowing them. What do you hope for Desert Liminal? You know? Yeah. Um, I'm having a, uh, time of my life so much fun making music and playing out we're going on a small tour in june you know i'm trying to write grooves now on the piano with rob um (laughs) awesome yeah thank you so much thank you ari i feel like we could talk forever you just listened to sarah quillen from desert liminal this is chirp radio thanks for listening Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.